and uh, just couldn't quite get away from this this, this week. First Timothy chapter 4, let's begin reading in verse number 12. Uh, if you want to stand, you're welcome to do so this morning. If not, that's up to you. First Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 12. The Bible said, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thy example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on the hands of the Presbyterian. Meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Verse 16, take heed unto thyself under the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Watch verse 12 quickly. Bible said, let no man despise thy youth. Be thou an example of believers in word and conversation and charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I sure love you this morning. Lord, I pray you'd help us as we look into your word together. Lord, I pray you'd help us take these truths and God will apply them to our hearts and lives. Lord, I thank you for what you've done already this morning. It's been good to be in your house. But, Lord, it's another time in the Need a fresh touch, a fresh anointing. Lord, I pray this only comes from you. Lord, I pray this morning, if there be one discouraged, would you encourage your heart? Lord, if there be one lost, Lord, I pray you'd save them. And Lord, I pray that there be one here today, that Lord may be walking a far distance away. Lord, I pray today be the day, God, that you speak to their heart, draw them up close to you once again. Lord, I pray this morning, lives would be changed and hearts would be stirred. Lord, I pray we'd each be better for being in your house this morning. Well, thank you and praise you for all that you've done, all that you're going to do. For we ask it in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen. We see it. Let me say this quickly. Now, I realize this morning that we've set this aside in some ways as uh, Youth Sunday. We had Norton Alley took part and uh, a few more of the youth and uh, some different things. Uh, oh, let me quickly say this. Let's say a while ago. We're not going to take up a missions offer like we have been this week. If you got something to put in the missions, there's some tithing envelopes and pews or back there. If you want to just put it in there, we're just going to take it all up together. Just make sure you designate what's what, okay? We're still trying to figure it out, too. We're just trying to see what works best. So this week, we're just going to try it. You designate it, put it all in the same, all in the same, uh, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Off the plate. That's it. And to put it all in the same off the plate and share it and split it up, put it where it needs to be. Okay. <coughs> that being said, uh, Realize it's Youth Sunday, youth take apart, all that. I understand that. And typically, I'd get somebody else coming and preach, but Kirk, I just couldn't. I just tried all week and just couldn't get literally get nobody in, uh, or probably about a month now, right? I've been trying to think about, pray about getting somebody, just couldn't get nobody in. Uh, just like, Lord, give me peace. And uh, later on, about the beginning of this week, the Lord put this on my heart, and it's different for me, in my mind, anyway. Seems like a different kind of message. And uh, to be honest with you, I will preach to the young people this morning, but with that being said, I will say this. Now, I don't mean this ugly, uh, but just real quick, if, if you think you're probably the oldest one in here, slip your hand up. I don't think you're the oldest one in here. okay. Pearly or Brenda one, all right. One of those two. Let me say this. I don't know how old they are. I'm not going to ask them. I'm not going to do that. But one of those two, they think they're probably the oldest. Do you realize that if that's the case, if they're, they're older, then say, 
John than to them, John can be sitting up. They're up. I look, I, I, I'm getting to the stage of my life where I look at Noah and Allen and I see them as young. I see them as they're younger than what I am. But it, but it long ago, I was there myself. And uh, many of you, I've seen, me and my wife seen young, because we're younger than you. So when I say I want to preach to the youth, I want to preach to the young people, I'm really preaching to all of us, because to somebody, you're considered young. Did you know yeah. that? Yeah. And you'll see where I'm going to have to spend. It's applicable to what I'm going to preach. But to somebody, somewhere, whichever one of them it is, whether it's Brenda or Perley, whichever one's the oldest, somebody, somewhere, they'd be considered young because there's somebody older than them. And they're like, so there's always somebody older. So there's always somebody in a farther, more advanced stage of life. So uh, with that being said, I don't want anybody this morning to tune out and say, well, this is for the young people, it's not for me, because that's not true. Because to somebody this morning, uh, you are young. You are younger than they are. Uh, but I do want to emphasize that uh, to some of our young people, when I say that, I mean those that, uh, let's say, 25 now, however you want to look at it. Uh, I do want to emphasize this morning that there are some things that, uh, that I want to show you in the Word of God. I believe, the, with that being said, uh, I believe these truths are true and applicable and needed for every one of us. Now, I know that this morning in there in first in first Timothy chapter two and uh, he dealt with Paul talking to Timothy about prayer. I think that with that in the uh, women's Sunday school class, she dealt with uh, the latter part of chapter two. And uh, she always, I know that's because she sent me out her outline this week, but uh, she dealt with the role of the woman. What Paul said was the role uh, of the woman within the church. And uh, here in First Timothy, it's referred to as one of the pastoral epistles. Paul is writing to young Timothy, and he deals with a lot of things that Paul's trying to pass his knowledge down to Timothy, and uh, we see prayer, we see doctrine, we see all kinds of things, uh, uh, but here in chapter 4, verse number 12, uh, uh, Paul stops for a moment uh, and begins to talk to Timothy personally. And the first part of the chapter, verse 1 through 11, uh, Paul deals with false teachers. He deals with those that have been coming in with false doctrines. He tells Timothy uh, to put his faith in the Word of God, not uh, babblings and wives and fables and wives' tales, uh, uh, not to trust in those things. And he's dealing with these false teachers. Uh, but then in verse 12, he stops and begins to personally uh, speak to young Timothy. Watch what he said. Let no man despise uh, thy youth. Uh, we'll get there in just a moment. But I, I will preach a little while this morning uh, on some biblical, practical advice for young people. That's what Paul's doing to Timothy. He's giving him some biblical, uh, it's biblical principles and biblical truths, but it's practical advice uh, to apply to your life as a young person. That's what it is. And so just for a little while, I want to look at that. Now, once again, uh, don't don't shut me down because it's applicable to all of us. It's things that we all need to apply. We're all young to somebody. Uh, but I, I want to deal specifically with the youth this morning. Now, let's read verse 12 together. The Bible said, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thy example of the believers in word and conversation and charity in spirit, in faith, in purity. Notice with me, first of all, the attitude. 
of the young person. Now, some of you getting excited right there. I, I'm not going to deal with their bad attitude. Paul didn't tell us what kind of attitude Timothy did have. He told us what kind of attitude Timothy should have. Isn't that right? And I bet that's how Paul does. Every one of us, they might be some this morning that's rebellious. They may be some that's uh, smart aleky. They may be some that's uh, know-it-all, whatever the case may be. Uh, but can I say this? I'm not so much interested in what you are now as Paul was interested in what you should be. Isn't that right? Yeah. He gives us some things of how we should look. And I uh, I pick on Noah and Allie. I'm not trying to put them up on a pedestal, but uh, I'm trying to, I, 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 it's just fresh on my mind this morning. Uh, when I first started asking Noah about teaching, he was very against it. He said, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. That's why he told everybody not to go riding with me nowhere. We uh, dealt with that when we went to Tennessee that night. And uh, we were talking and dealing with that. But uh, he was very against it. Well, now he told me he said it really wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. But I still feel like I can't do it. That's not aptitude problems. That's not uh, whether or not he can do it. Uh, uh, the thing that a lot of times gets us in a pinch is our attitude. And they so our outlook, the way that we... Uh, look at things and what uh, matters there, I'll just go ahead and tell him this for everybody, what matters there for both of them is through this uh, is for them to realize they're right. They can't do it. Uh, but there is one that can't. Isn't that right? Uh, and it teaches a reliance uh, not on self, but on the Savior. Isn't that right? Uh, that's what we're trying to get them to see. I, I, I really, I'd love to see them teach for years and years and years. And uh, that may be what the Lord has in store for them. But my goal, Ronald, as their pastor was, uh, I want them to have a greater reliance on the Savior than they ever had. I'll tell you where that comes from. Stepping outside of your comfort zone. Isn't that right? So uh, we see the attitude. Notice what Paul tells Timothy. Let no man despise thy youth. Now that seems strange. I use this. Uh, this changed in my mind a lot over the years. When I first started preaching in the beginning of my ministry, I'd often go to this verse to find encouragement. Uh, that's really not the context of the verse. It's really not the even the interpretation of the verse, but that's how I used it a lot as a young as a young man just had started preaching. It seemed like everywhere I'd go, everybody wanted to tell me what I couldn't do uh, because I was too young. They'd say, you're too young to do this, and you're too young to do that. I, I remember I went to a church one time, and uh, just to be honest with you, I still, uh, in my heart, believe as the way the Lord for me to take it to church and pastor. I still believe that. Uh, but I met with the deacons, and we talked about it. I, uh, we was talking, and they said, well, we're not going to, we're not going to vote on it. The reason being, uh, you're just too young. You don't have any experience. Well, I've got a problem with that. I, I'm not trying to grind my own axe, but I'm just saying I've got a problem with that. If the problem is you don't have any experience, but nobody will give you any experience, how are you going to get experience? That's right. That's right. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. I mean, and everybody say, you're just too young. I'd walk out the door, but people shake my hand, and they'd say, you're just too young to preach like that. Well, how do you get that? Yeah. They'd say, you're just too young to pastor. Well, how do you get that? Where's it at in Scripture? How old yeah. you have to be? Where's it? Are you with me? And, and so I'd run the First Timothy 4.12. Uh, and I'd use that to encourage myself uh, and say, let no man despise thy youth. And I'd say, they're in the wrong. But that's not what the context of the verse is saying. may make you feel better, but it's not what it's saying. Yeah. Because watch what he said. Let 
no man despise thy youth. I have no control this morning whether or not you think I'm too young to do something. I can't control that. Paul said, let no man despise thy youth. That tells me there was something that Timothy could do or not do to cause people to either despise or not despise his youth. Here's what Paul said. The attitude that Timothy must have. Notice this. Instead, he's telling Timothy to live his life in such a way, God help me, that no man can look at him and see him wasting his youth. Here's what Paul's really saying. Don't let anybody look at you. Now, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings this morning, but the older you get, the worse you feel. The older you get, uh, the worse they several of you told me uh, this 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 morning uh, and over the week several of you said, "Well, we should have let the men go down to the fellowship hall and the ladies stayed up here." That's hard on us to walk up there and back. Well, I'll be honest with you, I didn't think nothing about that. And the reason we didn't do it, even after some of you mentioned it, is because I'd already promised Alice she wouldn't have to do it up here, and I wasn't going to lie to her. And you get mad at me for it, but I just wasn't going to. I told her she wasn't going to do it. And I was going to stick to my word. I told her if she'd do it, I'd let her go to the fellowship hall, and I was going to stick to my word. But you know why I may hurt anyone with nothing about that? We're not your age. I don't think, I don't think nothing about walking to the fellowship hall and back. It don't bother me not one bit. It doesn't bother me. Here's what Paul says. Even in the ministry, even in the Christian life, the older you get, there's restrictions on what you can and feel like doing. All right? Yeah. I told Noah that night we went up there uh, to Tennessee. I said, I'm getting too old for this junk. It just didn't bother me a bit to drive three hours up there, go to a service, and come back, get home one, two o'clock in the morning. I'd do it, get up and go to work the next day. It took me a week and a half to get over to Elaine. I mean, it just it drove me crazy. You know why? Because I'm getting older. I'm not used to it. Isn't that right? Here's what Paul said. Live your life in such a way that nobody older than you looks at what you're doing with your youth and says they're wasting it. You ever looked at somebody, you ever looked at a young person got so much potential, so much, so much they could do, whether it be carnally or spiritually, whatever the case, and look at them and say they're just wasting their life. They're just wasting their potential. They're just wasting what they could do. And you almost come to resent it because now I look at it wrong. I, even in my age, I look at some. I, I look at Harlan. I look at Mike. And I see that uh, the, if I could go back, the things that I'd have done differently, the things that I'd have done to better myself, and I almost uh, despise it or, or resent it because I want them uh, to do better than what I'd done. Isn't that right? What Paul's telling Timothy, let no man despise that you. Live your life, even in your youth, that no man looks at you and says, you could do it better. That's pretty hard to charge. Pretty harsh this morning to say, live your life in such a way wherever you're at. Now, I pick on Earl and Lydia. They're, they're more seasoned than I am. But they're not quite as old as maybe her liberty. But even that, or to live her life in such a way that those older than them don't look back and say, I wish I could go back to when I felt like this. They probably don't feel as good as I do this morning, but there's somebody looking at them saying, I wish I felt that good. 
They, somebody said, I wish I had that ability. Somebody said, I wish I had the ability. There's somebody this morning, every one of us, there's somebody that's not even able to be in the house of God. And what Paul's saying is, whatever manner of life you're in, you're to live your life in such a way that those that aren't able to be here are not say, I wish I had the opportunity how to go worship. I wish I had the opportunity how to go hear the Word of God. I wish I had the opportunity to go and fellowship. And we take it for granted so many times, uh, uh, but Paul said, Timothy, let no man despise thy youth. Realize what you've got and don't waste it. It's what Paul said. Now write the attitude. That's not all that Timothy was told to do. Watch what your Bible said. Uh, Bible said, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word and conversation and charity and spirit and faith and purity. Let me say this. Paul tells Timothy not to waste his youth, to live his life in such a way that no man can look at him and see that it's wasted. Uh, but not only that, uh, he's also uh, to be an example not to the believers, but of the believers. Here's what Paul said. Watch what your Bible said. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers. Here's what he's saying. Logan, how old are you? Thirteen. Is that right? I can't even mean anything about it. 12, 13, 14? 13, okay. 13 years old. Now, there's a lot that Logan probably doesn't really uh, think about that you and I do. The things, not everything's happened to us in our life has not happened to him. But here's what Paul's saying. In his day-to-day life, if he's going to live, let no man despise his youth. That means when he goes, where he goes to school? When he goes to Gentry Middle School tomorrow morning, he ought to be an example of the believers. Yeah. Not an example to the believers, but an example of the believers. Right. He may not, John, have the faith that you have over the last however many years that you've developed, but he ought to have faith. Kirk, he may not pray like you have the prayer life you've developed over the last however many years, but he ought to have a prayer life. Right. You with me? He ought to be an example of the believers even in his youth. Right. Let that sink in. I, I, I don't want to harp on it. I don't want to be critical. But I, I want everyone to let that sink in. Even in your youth, uh, you're to be an example of the believers. I'll be honest with you, that. I wish that, that I guess that's just a, 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 a hot topic for me, I guess I could say. Because I'll be honest with you, when I was 13 years old and up to about 17, 18 years old, I absolutely wasted my life. I, I absolutely threw it away. I wasn't interested in an example of the believers. I, I was interested in fitting in. I was interested in all these things. But Paul tells Timothy, be an example of the believers even in your youth. Isn't that right? Notice some things that he tells Timothy, be an example of the believer, some things that he needs to do that. Let's look at them together. Uh, even in his youth, Timothy should live his life and conduct himself as a child of God so that no man can view his life as wasteful. Number one, Paul tells him, notice, be an example of the believers in word. That phrase, in word, literally means in your speech. The way that you talk in your youth should be an example of the believer. Now, don't die on me, because I've really got I got a lot of preaching to do. I don't have time to spend too much time here. But the way you talk uh, should be an example uh, of believers in your word. Isn't that right? Yeah. Isn't that right? Now, let me say this. I'll pick on, I'll pick on several of you. I'll pick on Logan. Let me pick on Cassie. 
I'm not just talking about going, no, you're not do this. They, they, none of us got any business going tomorrow and cussing and all that. I'm not, that's not all I'm talking about. I'm saying this. In your word tomorrow, when you go to school, there ought to be somebody say there's something different about Cassidy's that right? Yeah. Well, I'll not, I'll not do this because I hated services like this when I was a teenager. So let me pick on somebody else. Elaine, when you go to the grocery store tomorrow, you go do whatever. In your word, from your speech, from the things uh, that come out of your mouth, there would be somebody says there's something different about her. Right. You're not. I'm not being critical. Uh, my wife's got some of them. Some shirts. I think Jessica's got some of them. Some shirts that uh, says. Thank God for grace or whatever. But I'm not being super critical of that. But you are not have to wear a shirt that says I am a Christian. Now, somebody will say amen right there. In your conversation, in your word, the way you talk, somebody ought to notice something different. When the whole world's depressed, the child of God's got a blessing on yeah. Right. When everybody else is talking about, I, oh me, I feel it's going to bog down right here. When everybody else is talking about gas prices, uh, uh, shooting out of the roof, uh, hey, ought to be somebody walk up and say, I don't like it either. Uh, uh, but all I know is I was young, uh, and now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken, uh, nor his seed begging bread. Uh, somehow or another, God will make a way again. And in your word, somebody ought to see something different. Yeah. That right? Paul said in word. Then he said in conversation. He said, preacher, isn't that the same thing? Well, no. The phrase, the word conversation literally means manner of life. It means your conduct or your behavior, your actions. Not only should the way that you talk this morning be an example of the believers, but also in the way that you act. Cassidy told me one day, a few months ago now, I guess it was, we stood out there in the parking lot. She uh, told me, and Pastor Mike showed me some pictures, I don't remember, but she told me that at North Surrey, uh, well, I don't guess she'd mind me saying this, but she, she told me at North Surrey, she said, Preacher, these, these, these girls, the other girls have got dog collars on and they're leading them around the school like dogs and all that. Can I say this? Child of God ain't got no business acting like that. Or to be some kind of act in your actions and your deeds. Uh, or to be something says something different. That right? Yeah. Oh, don't die on me. I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't laugh too much. I might use you as an example next. Uh, uh, listen, uh, I'm telling you this morning, uh, uh, everything we do from the youngest to the oldest, uh, the way that we talk and the way that we walk and the way that we act, uh, Paul said there ought to be something different. And even in a dark world, uh, uh, you ought to show forth the light of the glorious gospel. You ought to be an example of the believers. Isn't that right? Yeah. Can I say this? It's not a bit funny, and I, I, I know we're all guilty of laughing and thinking that's humorous, but there's not a one of us as far as I know. I reckon no one either was the closest to being in high school of any of us. Uh, it's, it's hard for me to believe this. It's been over 10 years since I graduated. But no, it was eight each other around with dog collars when you was there. When did you graduate? 2019. That's three years. Things changed in three years. that right? I don't even around the bush. You're dealing with things we didn't none of us deal with. Yeah. Nancy was hate leading each other around with the whole colors when you was there. <laughs> Certainly not. Can I say this? Even in your youth, you could be the only oh, you could be the only epistle, the only testimony they ever get saved. It's serious this morning. Whoever you work with, 
We're all deal with things. We all have, we all have a desire to fit in. We all have a desire not to be different. But that's what God demands of the child of God. Yeah. Come out from among the word and be you separate, saith the Lord. And in your word and in your in your actions, we ought to be an example of the believers. Then he says in charity. That word charity means love, but it carries the idea of brotherly love or love for your fellow man. Even in your youth, you are to be developing a love for each other. That right? Your love for your fellow man. That'd be a great thing. I'm not talking about condoning what they're doing. I'm not talking about this morning agreeing with what they're doing. But Paul said even your youth you ought to have charity. You ought to have love for your fellow man. There's a lot of things this morning I don't agree with. A lot of things I don't want any part of. But if we're to have the love of Christ within us, we ought to have a love. The Bible said, for God so loved the world. Isn't that right? Yeah. That whosoever. Oh my. I better not get to stay there too long. Then he said, in spirit, Paul admonishes Timothy, even in spirit, to be an example of believers. The word spirit literally means to be carried by a current or a blast of air. That's what that word in spirit means here uh, in 1 Timothy 4.12. It means to be carried by a current or a blast of air. Uh, in, in theology, the study of the Holy Spirit, the doctrines of the Holy Spirit are referred to, the, the fancy name, if you would, is pneumatology. Pneuma meaning air or wind. Uh, over and over again, we find that reference in Scripture. In fact, in John 3, Christ himself pictured the Holy Spirit as the wind. Paul is telling Timothy, even in his youth, to be filled with the Spirit and to let it lead and guide him in all that he does. Can I tell you something this morning? You don't have to be married with a young on the way to get serious about living for the Lord. You don't have to be married with a young on the way to decide you want to let God lead and guide you in your life. You can do it in your youth this morning. That's what Paul said do. Even in your youth, the way that you let the Spirit lead and guide you and blow you about, that's what it's talking about, to be driven with wind, to let the Spirit guide and lead you. He said even your youth, you can be an example of the believer's then he said in faith, the word faith means the conviction of truth or the belief in something. It seems that in our youth, we put a little emphasis on what and why we believe what we do. But Paul tells Timothy that even in his youth, his faith should be an example of all believers. In other words, his faith should be as strong and grounded as any other child of God, even in his youth. No, here's what he's saying. He's saying that while you have not been saved as long as I have, while you may not have the experiences that I have, that even in your youth, you are to be grounded in the faith that you have in the doctrines of the Word of God. You know why we're in the shape we are today? I don't mean this ugly. Let me mute myself. Mute me, Hagin.
Then he said this, and I, I'm hurrying. Uh, he said impurity. The word purity means to live clean and holy. So many of us today, now listen to me right Young people, if you don't get anything else, I want you to look at me listen to this. There are so many in this building today that if we took the time to go around, they'd say something like this. I wish I could go back and do it different. I wish I could go back and not do that. I wish I could have changed that choice. So so many of us look back on the decisions and actions of our youth with regret. Paul is saying it doesn't have to be that way. He told Timothy, you can purpose in your heart to live pure and holy before God, even in your youth. You don't have to have the scars and memories of your youth in your older days. These things that tonight, when I lay my pillow, head down on my pillow, these things that happened when I was 13 and 14 and 15 and 16 and 17 that John, I look back and I think I'd give anything to go back and not have done those things. Uh, but Paul said it does not have to be that way. Even in your youth, you can in your purity be an example of the believers. What Paul was saying was, now let me just stop and say this. I don't want you thinking you get older it becomes a better rose. It's because it doesn't. Uh, in fact, it doesn't get no easier by the way. Uh, Hey, you're still dealing with the same things. Uh, I've told it before. It's just a good example. Uh, old preacher told me one time, there's a bunch of young preachers standing around and uh, talking to an older preacher and I was there in the midst. Uh, and he, the, one of the young preachers looked at him and said, Preacher, how long is it before your flesh doesn't rise up? Uh, when you see an attractive woman half-dressed at Walmart, here's what that preacher said. I couldn't tell you, son. Uh, I'm just 87 years old. Uh, you know what that tells me? It doesn't get any easier. Uh, this flesh never does just lay down and quit. Uh, but Paul said, even in your youth, uh, you can strive and purpose to live right and clean and holy for God, even in your youth. I'll put it to you like this. Contrary to what? I, I read an article the other day that said it was it's actually what it said. It was supposedly a Christian article. Said that it was impossible in the year 2021 and the years to come for you to walk down the aisle on your wedding day. I'm putting this real mildly and, and delicately. But they said it was impossible for you to walk down the aisle on your wedding day and wear white and not be a liar. Can I tell you, friend, that's a lie straight out of hell. In 2021, in 2022 and 2023 and whatever year you want to talk about it is still possible with the help of an almighty God to stand up on your wedding day in a white dress and be telling the truth you can live pure you, amen for somebody to hit me right there and you say preacher you're not preach like that God hit me somebody hard too we're raising our youngest to say it's alright friend that's not what the Bible said the principle still in the word of God how to live pure and right uh, even in these days well these days you ask some of these older men and women and if they'd be honest with you they'd tell you there's scars on their mind and scars on their body decisions uh, if they'd give anything to go back and not have made uh, but friend it's too late now but Paul told Timothy even in your youth uh, you can live pure this morning 
to let no man despise thy youth. You know what that means? Your mama, daddy, grandma, grandpa, pastor, Sunday school teacher, deacon board, deacon's wife, church member, whatever you want to talk about or never look at your life and say, I wish I could go back and not make those mistakes they're making. You ought to learn from one another. Learn from our mistakes. Learn from the Word of God and live pure in these days. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. I don't mean this morning you ought to be sinless. We've all got flesh. And I'm telling you this morning, you can purpose in your heart to live as pure as you can in these days. We see their uh, attitude. Paul said, let no man despise thy youth. And that is an attitude, by the way. Do us good this morning, every one of us, to realize that we ought, that somebody is older than us. I, I say about that this week. Brenda, I say about right now, my boys are... Uh, young and they're, uh, we're, 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 they're, they're, they're dangerous to start school. Aaron will be starting school for too much longer. I'm in a brand new stage of life. It's different than it's ever been. But there's several of you in here this morning that's already been there before. Isn't that right? There's several of you look at things in my, in my life and things in my boy's life and think, boy, I wish I could go back. How to when my youngins was that age, I'd have done this different. I'd have done that different. I, I'd have learned this lesson. I'd have done this or that. You know what the Bible said? Lord, I ought not live my life. I ought to live my life in such a way that nobody else can look at me and say, I wish uh, I could go back and raise my children differently. I, they ought not say, I wish he could learn these experiences. Uh, I ought to strive to do it right while I'm there. Yeah. They some of you this morning. Uh, well, we talk about all kinds of things. Whatever stage of life you're in, which I tell you this, young people, it's constantly changing. You get married by the time you get used to it. Life's changed. Yeah. Noah said this morning he'd learned to pray more uh, since he'd been married. He didn't mean that ugly alley. He just said that. He was just <laughs> saying that. Uh, he was saying that it's hard when you first get married. She don't, she, she don't agree with everything you do. You don't agree with everything she does. And he said, I've learned that to make it work, you've got to pray. Well, you wait. You wait if, if it's the Lord's will. And uh, I'm not trying to press you. I'm just trying to help you this morning. You wait. Uh, I, I know that can be sensitive, but you wait till them youngins get out. You don't know about praying until you realize you're responsible for that young man. That's right. You don't have any idea that they lay that young in your arm. You realize if it eats, it'll be because of you. If it sleeps, it'll be because you rocked it to sleep. If it's diaper gets changed, every, it depends on you for everything. Well, that's the time when you really start praying. Right. And you think, that's bad. Wait till they go to school. They come home telling you all the things so-and-so said and so-and-so did. And you realize that quickly the time that you had to mold them. And that's where we find ourselves at right now, John. I find myself thinking, I wish I could have went back. I'd have spent more time instilling things in their mind. I wish I'd have realized how quick it went away. Because now they're dealing with things that they've never dealt with before. And I wish I could go back and quickly prepare them for Life's constantly changing. Paul said, whatever state you're in... You better just live in a way that no man can despise it. Earl and Lydia both are retired. They're in a they're in a stage of life that wasn't like it was 10, 15 years ago. What Paul was saying was you better make the most of it so that nobody can look at you and despise the things that you're doing. We can talk about several different things, but that's an attitude. It's something that must be woke up with every day with purpose in your heart that in the stage you are in, that you will in word and conversation and purity and charity and faith and all these things that you will have been an example of believers in the stage that you're in. Then we notice not only the attitude, but notice for me secondly, the attention. Verse 13. I've got to hurry. It's about 12 o'clock and I'm not even halfway done. Verse 13, the Bible said, Till I come, 
give attendance to reading, the exhortation to doctrine. Now, I'll hit this quickly. He Paul's dealt with the attitude of the young person. Now he seeks to direct Timothy's attention. Notice the things that the man of God deal with that are worthy of his attention. There's a lot of things this morning that you and I put our attention on. A lot of things we give our attention. But there's three things that Paul says are worthy of your attention. Paul said, before I come, there's three things that I want you to give attendance to. Number one, the reading. Number two, the exhortation. Number three, to doctrine. Now, reading, I will say this. Listen to me, young person. It may not seem like it now, but I promise you, you have more time right now to read and study your Bible than you ever will again. Noah was telling me a minute ago that it was just so hard. He said, I couldn't do three, four lessons a week and work my job. I, I don't mean to sound heartless, but I promise you, you've got more time right now than you ever will again. Yes. Somebody ought to nod your head. You've got more time right now than you, it may seem hard right now. I'm sure you got less time than you did a few years ago, but you've got more time right now than you ever will again. Because yeah. if, if it be the Lord's will, that's what happens if it goes the way it did with me. Youngins come. That takes time. Yeah. Right. Now it's not just that you're working all week and coming home mowing the yard and doing those things and trying to spend some time with Alley. But now you got youngins saying, Daddy, let's go do this and Daddy, let's go do that. That takes time. Naturally, the longer y'all be married, you'll both go up in your careers. You'll make more money. There'll be more things that you want to do. That'll take more time. There, huh? Don't die on me. You've got more time right now than you ever will again. Now, I better not say you ever will again. I'm hoping that when the youngins get out of the house and we retire, I might have more time. But the way it's looking for me, I've had more time in the past than I ever have. It's getting harder and harder for me to find time to read and study. I've not been envious of you, know, but you talk about how hard it is. I don't mean to rub it in your face, but I'll be honest with you. I don't work a public job. It's hard for me sometimes to find enough time to read and study. All right? Got more time right now. Everyone is constantly trying to find balance. Let me say this. If you, are, if you understand that, and realize that right now you have more time. You're in high school. I realize that seems like a, that seems so difficult, but I promise you, you got more time now than you ever will again. Yeah. Can I say this? I remember a God who told me the same thing. I wish now more than that, that I could even put in the words. How I, I wish I could go back, hear what they told me, and spend more time reading and studying when I was young. Now, I'm not saying I never did. But if I knew what I do now, I'd have went back and done it more when I was younger. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of times my reading, my personal reading is done. I'm not talking about study for most of the time I get up here to study for a message, but my devotions, my daily reading, my own reading is done at the house. I'm not, I don't mean this critically. I don't mean it ugly. But it's hard to read and comprehend something when these youngins run around saying, Daddy, get me something to eat. Daddy, get me something to drink. Daddy, I want this. Daddy, turn on TV. Daddy, 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 daddy. I've read it 15 times. I don't know what I read it yet. Yeah. And knowing that, I'm not saying I wish they wouldn't. I'm not, I'm not being critical of that. I'm just saying I wish I'd have understood that when I was living at home and didn't, didn't have all the responsibility that I do now, I wish I'd have heard those men of God and spent more time reading and more time studying when I had more time. Yeah. I don't mean you're not studying now. I'm just saying you got right now. Don't wait till tomorrow to start studying. You've got more time now than you will have tomorrow. You better take advantage of now. Isn't that right? Yeah. 
said in reading and exhortation. That word ex exhortation means this. I gotta hurry. I, 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 you ain't gonna get out at 11, 12 o'clock, so let's, let's go ahead and be happy with that. That word exhortation literally means to comfort, to console, or to encourage. I will say it one more time. I promise you this morning, life doesn't get any easier. Whatever stage you're in right now, it's not getting any easier. Am I right? It's not. People say that the high school is the golden years. I don't know about that. Uh, I, I, I guess I've always felt like whatever stage I was in, I ain't never had too many regrets about it. I've always felt like I pretty well enjoyed wherever I was at. Yeah. I enjoyed it when I was in high school, but then I enjoyed it when me and Kendrick first got married. I go having youngins most of the time. I mean, well, I don't know if I say that I do, but it's stresses that come with it sometimes. But uh, wherever you at, I don't know that high school's the golden years of your life. I don't know that retirement's the golden years of your life. I don't know how they say that. I'm not much looking forward to it. Uh, I, I see y'all come in talking about your back hurts, your knee hurts, your neck hurts, and this hurts, and you don't feel like doing this. I didn't have to get out of bed. I don't sound like the golden years of my life to me. I, I just should stay where I'm at. I'm just being honest. But can I say this? It doesn't get any easier. I'm finding out the older I get, aches and pains do come. It comes more and quicker and quicker and quicker. You don't feel like you used to feel. Uh, things happen. You have problems and issues and uh, difficulties and burdens. And life is not easy this morning. Job said, man, woman, woman, a few days and full of trouble. But can I say this? Here's what Paul's saying. He said, you already learned to read and study your Bible when you're young. He's telling Timothy, read all that you can while you're young. But then he says in exhortation, notice this, uh, while you're young, it is time to learn to find your comfort and encouragement in the scriptures through your reading. Here's what Paul said, if you'll learn to read, you'll learn, you can find, you can learn, you can learn to exhort yourself to encourage and to console and to comfort yourself through the word of God. That's what Paul's saying. Can I tell you something? Right now it doesn't seem like it. When you're, my boys, if Aaron falls down here in a minute, bust his knee, you know what Kendra's going to do? She's going to exhort him. She's going to pick him up. She's going to pat him on the back. She's going to tell him it's all right. She's going to do whatever she can to make him feel better. Cassidy, you, you go to school tomorrow and you do something happens, whatever happens. You come home all broken hearted. You know what's going to happen? Your mama's going to try her best to make you feel better. You think what happens all you get? They said some things there is no comfort in work. Just some things there is nobody give you hug. It's just sometimes nobody is there to make you feel better. The Bible said that David encouraged himself. What Paul said was, you better figure out why you're young, not to rely on everybody else, because there's going to be a time. There's people, I'm, not try, I'm not trying to play on your emotions. God knows my heart. I'm not. But there's people here this morning that stand up and say, if my mama was here, she might try to hit me, but she's not. They're right. If my daddy was here, they might try to hit my... They're not here. They're right. So, preacher, what are you saying? While you're young, Paul said you better give attendance to reading. Better make sure you read all you can. And you better... It's worthy of your attention. It's better than being popular. It's better than making good grades. It's better than sports and uh, academics and athletics and all these things. Uh, he said the three things I'd give attention to. I'd give attention to reading... Now I'd give attention to exhortation. I'd learn how to encourage myself through the scriptures. Because there ain't always going to be somebody there to pat you on the back and tell you it's all right. They're right. I, I, God knows my heart. I'm not trying to pull emotions. Nancy, I cannot imagine after all these years what it's like to lose your spouse. 
And I, I, every time I went to the house, I'd think to myself, and I'd think, what do you say to somebody? What, what even words do you say to make that feel better? I, I don't know if I ever said anything or not, but Kirk, I, I just didn't have it. I don't know what would fill that gap. I, there were no words, Ronald, for me to say to make that better. But you know what I have found? I found you getting that Bible. You can encourage yourself and comfort yourself through the Scripture. It doesn't get any easier this morning. Paul said you better learn how to do it when you're young. And there's going to be time you're going to have to. Right. Go ahead and hit me right there. Some of you are a lot older than I am. Maybe, my Kendra, maybe our life has just been a lot worse than everybody else because they don't seem like they're getting it. But there been some times they want nobody to pat me on the back. And they want nobody there to say it's going to be all right. And they want nobody there to say, I promise you're going to make it. And we just had to encourage ourselves. And it wasn't, I wasn't able to. And she wasn't able to. I'm glad for a wife that there's been times she's encouraged me. There's been times I hope I've encouraged her. There's been times we just need encouragement. I couldn't find it anywhere except for the Word of God. And Paul said, you better learn to do it while you're young. Isn't that right? It's worth your attention. Give attention to reading. Give attention to exhortation. Let me hurry. I'm hurrying. Thirdly, he said doctrine. Now doctrine not only is what we believe, but why we believe it as well. The word doctrine literally means instruction. Seems that most of us give little attention to what we believe, let alone why we believe it when we're young. That's what Paul says is worth your attention. I've seen so many young people so they get older, go to college, whatever the case may be, fall away from the standards and convictions of the church, their parents, and even the scriptures. Here's what Paul said. While you're young, you better give attention to what you believe and why. Isn't that right? You go to college, everybody ain't going to tell you the same thing. They're not interested in your spiritual well-being. Somebody help me right there. And Paul said, you better give attention to it while you're young. Right. right? You know as good as I do, I'll say. And I I don't think that's, I'm not slamming them. I think it's a shame on the church, on men of God, that we've not preached it to them anymore than that. But it is their responsibility. Paul didn't say, sit under the preacher and let him teach you doctrine. He said, you better give attention to it while you're young. That's why I want to do that new convert teen class. I don't want to so much tell you everything you believe. I want to give you the tools where you can find out what you believe and why you believe it. Isn't that right? And you better do it while you're young. Because you've got more time to do it now than you ever will again. Yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah. We gotta hurry. We see their we see their attitude. We see their uh we see their attention. Then I want to notice number three, the advancement. If you let me hurry, I'll finish. Verse 14, the Bible said, Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on the hands of the Presbyterian. I want you to listen to me right here. This is important. Paul said, Your attitude's going to have to be different. Let no man despise thy youth. So there's some things you're going to have to give attention to. You're going to have to be a priority in your life. But then he said, There's some things you're going to have to advance. He said, Preacher, what do you mean? What's what your Bible said? Neglect not the gift, excuse me, that is in thee. Can I tell you something this morning? Every person in this building, God has given you some kind of natural ability or gift. Every person. They're not all the same. When I say, you say, preacher, I don't know about that. I can't sing or I can't teach or I can't do There's something this morning that God has given to you. Uh, I know they sing, but I, I sing this week about... Uh, Chris and Leona, they're not here this morning, they've been good to pick home. Uh, Leona comes up here and cleans. 
That may not seem like much to you, but that's something. She has a, you get a run along at all. There's something in her that cannot stand for something to be messy. She can't stand that. And that may seem like a curse, but that's a gift that God has given her. And the psalm, I, I pick on her all the time, so you're just OCD. And that, that they consider that a, a bad thing. They, you can go to the doctor and try to get help to make it not so bad. But you know what I'm, what I think she's done? I think she's took something everybody else sees as bad. But I think her and Chris both do their best to use it. They realize God made them that way. And they come up here all the time. It'd be 2 o'clock in the morning. My phone would go off because the door's open. They'd be up here cleaning. Because they just thought we didn't touch such, we ain't clean something such and such time. They'd be up here. I'm not saying that just brag on them. They have a gift. That's something that to the world it may seem like a curse. But they've used it. There's something else. God's given every one of it some kind of gift. Kenny and Kirk have a gift of music. They sing and play those instruments. I, I don't have that gift. If I did that, I'd have to work forever. But uh, there's a gift this morning that God has given every one of us. Paul tells Timothy that while he's young, he must be careful not to neglect that gift. Now, let me say this. I'm hurrying. In Timothy's case, Paul is referring to his call to preach. Look at the context. Paul's talking about his call to preach. But each and every one of us this morning are gifted in some way. Whether it be to sing or to teach or to clean or in charity. Uh, my wife, I, I pick on her all the time, but my wife is, she's a more loving person than I am. That's a gift that she has. Somebody, uh, we had, there's a family had come to church in a while. Uh, Kevin said, if you talk to him, and I said, no, I just can't talk nothing about it. I know it's probably all of it, but I just had no, uh, I'm just, not, don't look at me like that. I probably should have said that, but Brenda, I just didn't think nothing about it. I just, I get busy. And I've, you know, ask the deacons, I've told them before, I've never been interested in begging somebody to come to church. It's just not my style. But my wife said, she said, I believe I'll text and see what's going on. I believe I'll text and just reach out to them. You know what? That's a gift she's got. It's something I struggle with. I, it's a hard thing for me to do. I, I look at her, I'm not going to beg them to come, but so that's a gift that she had. We all have a gift this morning. Paul said the secret is in your youth, find out what that gift is and don't neglect it. In fact, advance it. While you're young, find out what it is that God has given you, advance it and grow it, and then give it back to the Lord. That's what Paul's saying. He said, find out what you do, find out what that gift is, advance it, nurture it, then give it back to the Lord and serve Him with it. Now, uh, how sad it is this morning that so many gifts are neglected. While you're young, you should figure out what that gift is. Nurture, advance it, then give it back to the Lord in service for Him. Can I say this? I don't mean you got to teach. I don't mean you got to sing. I don't mean you got to shout. That's not what I'm saying. I'm telling you, find out what God has given you. One of the greatest ministries in these days that I know of, there's a fellow out in the West Part of the State, has a knack for putting sound systems up. That's what he did. He, he runs sound systems and uh, all the video cameras and all this stuff. He did it for a living through a cell phone company. He stepped out on his home or started his own business and now has turned it into a mission. All he does is go to churches, help them find the right equipment, help them put it up. That's what he does. Churches support him to come be able to go do that. He come do it, wouldn't charge you a dime except for what the equipment costs and get that at a discount rate for you. He's great at it, does a good job. He said, first of all, as somebody that found their gift, and said, it may not be what everybody else thinks. It may not be unseen. It may not be unteached. I may never be called to preach, but God has given me the ability to do something. I'm going to find a way to take that and use it for Him. Isn't that right? And for the furtherance of the gospel. 
Paul said, neglect not your gift, but rather advance it. i got to hurry. I know you're tuning me off. It's 10 after 12. Notice number four, the appearance in verse 15. He said, meditate upon these things. Give thyself holy to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Now, we've seen the attitude. We've seen the attention. We've seen the advancement. Then I'll say this. Paul tells Timothy we should meditate on these things. What things? The attitude. The our attitude, our attention, all these things, we should constantly meditate and mull these things over in our mind and give ourselves wholly to them. He said that should be your priority. Give all of yourself to those things. Then can I say this? That should be his desire. He should devote himself wholeheartedly to these things. And if he if he will, he will be better for it. Paul said if you'll do that, you'll be what the Bible said. Meditate upon these things, give thyself over to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Paul said, if you'll do that, you'll be better for it. And that prophet will appear to all. What a testimony it is to see a young person completely sold out and living for the Lord. What Paul's dealing with here in 1 Timothy 4, he said, just sell out. Just give yourself entirely to that. Everything else will fix itself. Just sell yourself out. Give yourself wholly to these things. And he said, if you'll do that, the pro- your prophet will appear all. You realize that's the testimony. That's what we need in North Surrey High School. That's what we need at Pike. That's what we need at the daycare. That's what we need at the hospital. That's what we need at Surrey Hacking. That's what we need at uh, anywhere else you want to. That's what we need is for somebody just to sell out and give themselves wholly to the Lord and let that profit, let the fact of what God is doing in your life, let that appear to all men. That's what we need. You know why we don't see people saved? They don't see a difference in us. Yeah. Don't die on me. I know it's 10. I let you out the other day at 11.45. You ought to give me a few minutes extra. All right. Now, listen. I, I realize this one, that's not popular, but it's just true. Uh, Paul said we were in epistles written and read of all men. Isn't that right? Uh, where our life is sometimes all the gospel they'll see. Uh, and they see no difference in you and I. They don't see us better. Uh, so why would they want it? That's what Paul said. He said if at a young age, Wherever you're at this morning, if you give yourself wholly to it, your prophet and bet would appear to all. Then notice for me, fifth, and I'm done. Verse 16, notice the ambition, and I pray it. The Bible says, verse 16, take heed unto thyself, under the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this, I shall both save thyself and them that hear thee. Can I say this? Not only should we do these things in our youth, but Paul said to continue in them. Paul said, what you start in your youth, you ought to finish with. Can I say something? And I don't mean this ugly. I'm glad this morning. Now, there's some things I've changed my mind on. There's some things the Scripture's changed my mind on. And I, I'm not trying to be extra critical. But can I say, for the most part, I'm a running on the same track I started on this morning. You realize, there's not a lot changed in my life since I got started. Paul said, if you figure out where you're going to run, you run it till you get done. And they're right. They know you've changed tracks. He said, figure it out when you're young. Continue in it. That should be our desire. Our ambition this morning should be to sell out to God in our youth and to live our life for Him. That's a wonderful thing. If Brenda Payne came up here this morning, she said, Preacher, I just want to sell out to God. Give Him everything. I'd rejoice and be thrilled to death. Should we tell you something? What, I don't mean this ugly, but can I say this? You know what's really exciting to me? To see a 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 20, 22, 23, whatever, come up and say, Preacher, I just want to give my life to the Lord. Whatever he wants me to do, I won't do it. He's been good enough to me. I just want to give myself to him. 
You know why that is? I'm not being ugly, but Brenda, Brenda's lived her life. Yeah. Are you with me? She, she's on, she's on the, she's on the home stretch. I don't mean that ugly, Brenda. I don't mean that disrespectful. I'm just saying she, she's lived several years. She doesn't have all that much life left to offer. She takes somebody young. If the Lord tears his coming, they've got a whole life this morning that they can give to him. Paul said that's why you ought to do it when you're young, so that you can live for him. Kirk, man, you've talked about it. You're not as young as you used to be. More than likely, you'll probably never live again as long as you have right now. Is that right? What a sad thing. How many people die all those years wasted when they could have just sold out at a young age and lived for them. I'm not talking about getting saved this morning. We'll deal with that. We'll deal with that maybe in the invitation. What I'm telling you is this morning, Noah said that as good as the Lord had been to us, he was worthy of our praise. He said that in Sunday school. So we could have been in hell. We could have been here. We could have been there. But he's been good to us. Can I tell you something? Not only is he worthy of this one of our praise, but I'll say this. He's worthy of ourselves. He's worthy of every bit of us this morning. Notice what Paul said. Watch this. i got to hurry. i got to quit. It's 12.15. Notice this, take heed unto thyself from the doctrine, continue them. For in doing this, thou shalt save thyself. Now, what's it mean by that? Does that mean we're saved by works? No, that's not what he's saying. He's saying if we'll do that, we'll save ourselves a lot of heartache. We'll save ourselves a lot of regret. Now, stay with me right there. There's a whole lot of you this morning look back and you've got scars and hurt in your life, things that happened when you were younger. What Paul's saying is, Timothy, if you'll sell out now, if you'll live for him now, You'll save yourself a lot of heartache, a lot of regret, a lot of things you have to look. You'll save yourself a lot of scars that you'll never have if you'll just sell out now. What's what he said? That's not always said. Shall save both thyself and them that hear thee. That's our testimony to the lost. Paul said in a young, in a, in a, when you're in your youth, he said it's a testimony to those that are lost. How we need this one to live right in our youth. There's a lost and dying world this morning. I want every young person to look at me just a minute. I want every teenager to look at me just a minute. Boys, look at me just a minute. I want everyone to look at me just a minute. If you don't get anything else, I want you to get this. There is this morning. I don't care how old you are. If you're saved this morning, there's a lost and dying world depending on you. You say, preacher, that's hard. No, that's true. You go to work tomorrow morning that you've talked, you've talked no, about how many people are at work and you say, I, preacher, I, I just doubt they're inside. Can I tell you something? There's a lost and dying world depending on you. They're right. Oh, don't get too comfortable, grown ups. If you're saved, look at me. There's a lost and dying world depending on you. I told my wife, I wasn't going to say this, but I am. Cut me off, Hayden. Go ahead and cut it off. 